0: Hey everyone, how are you doing today? If you watch my daily news channel or saw the interviews over the weekend, you know I spent a lot of time talking to students yesterday. Four hours of content was created. But what I wanted to do is take a couple of quick lessons learned or topics from those discussions, share them with Greg and really get his expert opinion about them. That'll be topic number three today. You ready, Greg? I'm ready. So the first one was a couple uh, who lived in an expensive part of the world, Silicon Valley. Uh, they were in their early 20s. They actually had a conversation and they picked up stakes and moved to the Midwest uh, because it was just a cheaper and better quality of life. Uh, I, I think I think that was a great idea. I think I think more folks should think about that, right? We have a, a natural inkling to always kind of be where we are, where we're where we're raised. Uh, but sometimes the right answer is, you know what? if I want to make a the, a better future for myself, why live in a a studio in Santa Cruz, California for two grand a month when I can own a three bedroom, two bath house for less money somewhere else. I thought that was a great Mm -hmm. strategy and and it takes a lot of communication, but I I gave a big thumbs up to that. What do you think?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm seeing it with friends of mine who are, you know, different levels of investors that are leaving like the Northeast and going into Tennessee, Florida, Georgia. Cause yeah, number one, you know, the tax environment, number two, congestion, uh, quality of life, Number three, you can get twice the house for the money. Um, I mean, it's amazing. They're selling these houses that were tiny up in like New Jersey
0: mm-hmm. and
1: going down to, you know, these areas of Tennessee and South Carolina, and they're buying mansions on golf courses for the yeah. same price. Yeah, you know, It's, it's really amazing, funny. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah now what doesn't change a lot is utility bills so, you know, <laughs> yeah, you watch know, out for know, that <laughs> yard maintenance and stuff like that but anyways it's really interesting but you know this all goes back you can trace all this back to the four-hour work week you know yeah. tim Ferriss, when he came out with that book he talked about how to live like a king anywhere in the world and yeah. you know there's countries that people will move to just because your income goes so far puerto rico you can go to puerto rico right now and live tax-free yeah. um you know so there's there's different states different countries um, that are offering huge tax incentives that will pay people to come live there. Uh, so it's, it's really interesting uh, what you can take advantage of. But yeah, you have to be in a position where you can, you have to be in a position where you want to, but it can make a lot of sense. And, and I know a lot of people that are leaving, you know, or left New York during all this because they said, you know, we, we paid a premium to be there right. because of the amenities. Now that the amenities are gone, does not make sense for us to pay a premium to be there?
0: I totally agree. And again, I think this boils down again, it was a big part of my story was being on the same, same page with your significant other. So have those conversations, mm-hmm. you know, what do you want in life? Right. It, it's in this example, was the beach important, right? Cause they were in Santa Cruz. They were a five minute walk from the beach. Is that important? Well, okay. Well then we're going to live in a 300 square foot studio for, for much of our life. Or mm-hmm. do we want to raise our, do we want a, do we want to have kids? Cause you really can't raise kids in a 300 square foot studio Uh, do we want bigger things? So I I think those early conversations are important. Another one that I thought was interesting was the whole idea you want to do one rental at a time, but you start off buying owner occupant, right? So you leverage an FHA loan for three and a half or 5% down, you you move into it. And then a year, 18 months later, that becomes a rental. You've now saved up three and a half percent. You go get another FHA loan, on your next house and just domino that together. It takes time. It takes patience because you only can do one a year, one every 18 months. Uh, but I, I, I thought that was a wonderful strategy as well. What do you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then you can do the whole refi, you know, scenario there or lines of credit. Like I have talked about to pull your equity out tax-free mm-hmm. to use for a down payment for the next house. So that is the one house at a time, you know, there was a book written back in the thirties or forties about that strategy, how to become a millionaire in real estate. And it was the same strategies as buying one house after another. Mm-hmm. Now, like you said, you know, there are limits on the number of loans like that you can get, it used to be, you could only get 10. I don't know what it is now. Um, and then, you know, you have your time timeframes uh, and you have to be very careful. So I know a lot of people like um, on, you know, foreclosed homes, you know, a lot of times the houses that are uh, that are for sale by, you know, foreclosure, you have to designate whether you're owner occupant and they only let owner occupants make offers for the first, you know, 14 yep. days, 21 days, whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will go in as an owner occupant and then use it as a flip or an investment. And that's actually loan fraud. When you yep. sign those papers and you, you know, you, you with a loan and you say, I'm going to owner occupy this house, you need to read the fine print because if you don't after a certain point, you know, everybody can change your mind, change your situation, but If you're doing this strategically, you know, that's loan fraud. And are they going to catch you? Are they going to, you know, come after you? Probably not. But at the the end of the day, you want to operate with integrity and you you (coughs) you want to sleep well and not have that hanging over
0: you. Yeah, let's be clear, folks. I do not bless any of that. I think if you, anytime your intention is not pure, karma will eventually kick you in the butt. Uh, Karma is just funny that way. But I fully bless the idea. You know what, honey? We're going to, we're going to, we're in Columbus, Ohio. We're going to buy a different three, two every 18 months and you know either a we're going to save our pennies and and use a down payment or b we're going to buy the third one with the equity in the first one whatever your strategy is i fully bless that but run the numbers make sure the cash flow you're probably going to have pmi so figure out where pmi plays in this if you have a very really low down payment but i totally bless that strategy and again i think more people uh, should take advantage of that
1: Yeah. And you know, it doesn't have to just be single family. It can be multifamily. It can be duplex, triplex, quads. It can be five unit. It can be 20 units. Mm -hmm. You can buy a 20 unit apartment building and live in one of the units and manage it. Mm -hmm. You can buy a hundred unit apartment building and live in one of the units and manage it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, or you can buy it in higher management and do whatever you want to do. So it can be done with a number of different vehicles. You can do it with mixed use property where you can live above, have a business below, have your business below, rent above. I mean, so there's a lot of different ways you can skin that cat. Yeah, absolutely.
0: The other thing that I think is interesting that uh, I certainly leveraged a ton and you it, it will de- it will depend on your employer, right? The rules of it is a 401k loan, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things I did a lot in 2010 when the banks, because banks go through cycles, right? From 2000, and, from 2000 to like 2009, banks would loan me anything I asked for. And then because I owned a lot of real estate, they told me no. So one of the things I did is I went back to my 401k over and over and over again, up to the limit and borrowed money, uh, and bought houses. Uh, so I think the 401k loan is an awesome thing if that mm-hmm. is an option for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great vehicle, especially with solo 401ks, you can do it, your work 401k. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing, uh, that normal folks do, we talked a little bit in phase two or, or topic two was that live in flip, but also a live in flip with the kind of burr exit where you flip the financing as mm-hmm. well. Right. Uh, I think there's lots of ways you you. I think there's lots of ways if couples communicate and plan, that they can use their home as an asset to build wealth and also have it become a rental on the exit, so you don't actually lose it, right? It doesn't just go off and you know to someone else, but it can become a long term piece of your financial picture.
1: Yeah, especially right now with interest rates as low as they are, you're paying down a lot more principal now than you were years before, you Mm -hmm. know, where you spent 20 years paying interest and then maybe 10 pays down the principal. But I go back to my mom's scenario, you know, she was in that house 21 years, my dad passed away, you know, she they worked through they live, everybody's longer than they they than you should, or are supposed to nowadays, and outliving normal income, you know, preparation. So she already had primarily worked through her 401k you know, and um, all their retirement. And you know this house now is going to sustain her for the rest of her life because they lived in it 21 years, paid it off. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't have huge appreciation, just the fact that you're paying the thing off or you have renters that are paying yeah. it off for you, at the end of the day, that's a nice little annuity there that, that can be cashed in on. So you don't always have to have great cash flow. You can have a long-term plan and say, I'm just going to accumulate these assets, let the renters pay them off you get depreciation you know there's a lot of other advantages you know from a tax standpoint you can take take advantage of and at the end of the day you might have a bunch of houses that you own free and clear that you can either keep renting and have positive cash flow or you can just cash them all in sell them and put the money in the bank
0: yeah and that's why it's my whole notion of folks if you just got to four you can fundamentally change your financial future you get to be 60 65 they'll be free and clear or basically free and clear you can sell them off one at a time they'll, you can keep them cash flow or you can just go get loans one at a time and, and pull money out and you know there's just so many options if you take the time to put together a picture and again you don't have to have hundreds I, I tell people all the time if you got to four you know four conservatively financed non alligators right no negative cash flow uh, your future is bright would you agree yep absolutely very cool man well these are always great conversations I appreciate your time this Monday thank you for being our first uh, expert uh, every week
1: yep I enjoy it
0: thank you buddy